we've all got that voice in our head that tells us we can't do stuff. But I think that some people are just better at maybe not listening to it. And by sitting down with those people, asking them questions, and then you know, recording it and blasting it out on the internet, it helps, maybe. I can help other people like get out of our own way. Hey guys, welcome back to Close Your Optional. My guest this week is Ben Johnston. He is currently ranked number one in the world for Muay Thai in his weight division, and that means he is just about to fight for a world title this October in Brisbane, which is very exciting. It was cool sitting down and having this conversation with him um, because I think there's a lot of stigma around who fighters should be based on the circus that the UFC's become. And uh, it was really cool just sitting down and hearing him talk some shit. He talked about art at one point and um, talked a lot about fighting, talked a lot about what it feels like to be uh, pushing yourself to that kind of limit. And this was an exciting podcast too because NRF Australia was kind enough to uh, come and film the whole thing. So if you'd like to watch the podcast rather than just listen to it or do both or whatever, that will be up on the NRF Australia pages in the Fight Stalker Tour group on Facebook as well as on their YouTube and on my post here. All the links to that are here. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. There is something weird about recording video at the same time. I'm getting used to hearing my own voice, I think, recorded and being in front of the microphone, but I did definitely feel a bit awkward in front of the video. So um, there's definitely a little bit element of insecurity there. I just had to make sure that we were filming the good side of my face. And I won't tell you if we were successful or not, because if you think it's the bad side of my face, then you're right. And I look better than that in real life. All right. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Hope you've had a great week. Talk to you again soon. Sorry, sorry. Hi, Ben. Hey, hello. Welcome to my podcast. Thanks, thanks. Good to be here. Thanks for coming down. I don't know how you guys from the Gold Coast are always coming up to Brizzy. It's fucking forever. Um, Yeah, it's like it's it's a normal thing. You know, people in the country are always driving. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just down the road. It's just down at Emerald, and they live in, like, Mount Isa. Yeah, I I swear swear that's Gold Coast and Brisbane. It's like, oh, it's just down the road. You just get used to driving an hour all the time. But it is just down the road. I was living in Perth. Oh, I lived in Margaret River, and we would just have to, like, nip up to Perth to go shopping for Mm. three and a half hours and come back. (laughs) It's fucked up. Mm. No, no way. I know. I, I ride the train. I like to ride the train so that I can draw pictures and do whatever I want to do and I don't have to be in control. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I like going to the art gallery up there. I just recently went and saw the most fucking hectic thing ever. Have you ever gone to the art gallery, the Goma in Brisbane? Mm, uh, I don't think so, no. In between fight camps, you don't go to the art galleries. And, uh, <laughs> I went to the Moma in New York and I lasted like a, I don't know, maybe an hour. Yeah. I went with this girl, who was my ex-girlfriend actually, before she was my girlfriend. And I spent, you know, we went through and I'm going, fuck, this is taking a long time. And she's like, okay, next level. I'm like, there's more oh, levels. Yeah. <laughs> it's like five levels of this shit. I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go, go for a walk or something. Like, I can't, I can't do this for another couple of hours. No. So. What do you, you don't get an impression from art? You don't get a feeling from it? Not really, no. I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I can appreciate the, like, talent that it takes to draw something because yeah. I can't really draw so I can look at someone and go, wow, that's, that would have taken a lot of skill to perfect that technique. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like see, you know, like, what do they call it? Um, interpretive. No, what's the, 
What's the art that's like the random stuff? I like impressionist or abstract. Abstract, abstract. is what you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't get around that. Yeah, yeah I know. It, it doesn't make sense to me. There's a lot of fucking wankiness to it, too. I ended up making this little web series that was called The Pervert's Guide to Art Criticism. And the idea was that I would have a look at something and then try and interpret it for the people, but mm. in a, just a funny, silly way that kind of took away the bullshit. Mm. Because there's so much bullshit and there's so much... Like, the best example that I use is I went to the um, Guggenheim in New York. Same concept, so it's yeah. all modern art. Mm-hmm. And this guy was, like, an old punk rocker back in the day. And then he ended up making these fucking huge canvases, like, bigger than this whole wall. Mm. Gigantic canvases that he would spray with black spray paint and then take a turpentine dabbed rag and just wipe over the top of it mm. and it's the Guggenheim is this big spiral thing it's like an egg shaped thing with spiral staircase all the way up it and every single inch of that wall was covered in these canvases like 50 or 60 mm-hmm. of them and they were all the same just a smear was he was he having a joke or well that's what I think my idea yeah. like me looking at it I just looked past it and was like and you're reading the placards and the you know the gum or the Guggenheim has put their yeah. interpretation on it they're like and in this piece, he's talking mm. about the reflection of the way that the world is. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, no, he's not. Yeah. Whatever this guy's doing, he's, you've paid him so much money because he's obviously gotten to a certain level yeah. that you've paid him that much money to just take the absolute piss out of you. Yeah. Like, it's just that fucking stupid. It's like, what can I get away with? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And push it as far as you possibly can. And fair enough, too. If I was him, I would do exactly the same thing. Yeah, I always wonder that. I'm like, is it, is it the people are trying to be on another level? Or is it they are on our level and I just don't get it? You know what I mean? I think there's a combination of both of those yeah. things. And I think, unfortunately, right now, everything is so, like, instantaneous. And everybody, like, every idea has been done. Yeah, that's right. You know, and everyone's kind of rehashing mm. ideas at the moment. And the people that are really kind of breaking the mold are doing cool shit with technology more than anything. Like, it kind mm. of overwhelmed me. I started, I wanted to make artwork and that's where the world I wanted to go down. And then I looked at it and I was like, holy fuck. Everything has to be digital or like yeah. like 3D printed. There are these some of the most amazing shit I've seen lately are kinetic sculptures. So they use the land and the nature's elements to move them, mm. change their shape. And these things are being designed and 3D printed inside software, and then they put out into the real world. And that's just like something a human hand couldn't physically ever do. Mm. But there were people like Jackson Pollock is a good example of an artist back in the day who, at his time, was kind of groundbreaking. Mm. In the same way that like the Ram- the Ramon at the time mm. were groundbreaking mm. but they're not necessarily anymore you know if you yeah. listen to the romans right now you'd be like fucking pussies yeah well that's that's like all metal you know you see those old you know like sabbath were just the heaviest thing ever yeah and then you listen to like heavy metal now and it's it's like it sounds like garbage you know this yeah. is just got like a bunch of nerds wearing black trying to pretend to be tougher than what they are you, you know what yeah. I mean yeah and like replicate a sound yeah or just, it's just pushing you know like I said pushing that boundary and then it becomes like the boundary is so far that it just doesn't even make sense. It's just... Yeah. Have you heard any black metal before? No. It's ridiculous. What it's, is it? It's like... I, I don't really know because I, you know, I listened to it a couple of times and was like, this is not for me. You know, I'm not even a big metal head. I like, you know, I like some stuff. But um, black metal is like the idea is that we're going to be so raw and so like, you know, so against the grain. We're just going to put like this one microphone all stand in a room and just <laughs> scream and play our instruments around one microphone. Done, record, put it on a fucking CD. Oh, my God. Make money, you know. <laughs> yeah. Some people like it, but, yeah. 
Fuck. Well, I mean, as far as the concept goes, whatever, it's new. Yeah. And, and you can give them a was little new. bit of credit yeah, for yeah. that. I, yeah. yeah, I guess it was new until it wasn't anymore. Yeah, that's right. But then, it, then the shit like that becomes a gimmick, and that's 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 what I mean. Thing. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's not. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's just a gimmick of like let's let's push it a bit further and a bit further. Yeah. But what you were saying before, like. You know, when Sabbath came out and they were just, everyone was like, well, there's this new sound so heavy. Now it's like, you know, it's l- like lighter than indie rock, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's easily, relatively easy digestible. But that's yeah. also because we're used to it now. That's right. And, and everything kind of happens that way. And Jackson Pollock, his idea was he, uh, roughly what he was trying to do, uh, it's, he's pretty iconic in the um, abstract world. And it's basically just splatter on top of, a canvas, so a right. big canvas, and you just see splatter lines on it. That's pretty typical Jackson Pollock. Mm. And the idea was that he was trying to capture movement in time. Mm. So, like, he was taking a visual representation of what happens over time when you move your hand from here to here. Mm. And so that, as a concept, is really interesting. It's a cool idea. But now what you've got is you can go to Kmart and get a splatter painting and put it up in your house and be like, that's what that uh, yeah, abstract. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you're right, it's just cheesy. It's just like where, yeah. where things become a gimmick of themselves. I always call it, like, when a human being becomes a... Like they buy into their own bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so people for sure. could do something great. You could do something really amazing. And then all of a sudden, you be the thing that you were. Yeah. That did that thing rather than the person behind it. Yeah. And as soon as you do that, everything falls apart. For sure. It's just so gross. It's like getting Kiss. Like you know, Kiss wore this music or wore this makeup and shit, and that was their thing. Yeah. And then suddenly you can wear a Kiss costume, and then you're just wearing a Kiss costume everywhere. Yeah. That's what people become. Yeah, but I mean, like, I guess that's a little bit different because they're just, like, you know, having fun if they're wearing a Kiss costume. But the, you know, the guys that would Kiss, you know, they did, they were doing a different thing, right? That was like they're stepping into a persona, whereas mm. people just chucking a Kiss costume. It's like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm partying, you know? Oh, no, what I mean, I guess, is, like, is that you have an idea of... So you you be Kiss, yeah, and, and that's... You are being Kiss, this thing. But then there's a person who... Um, thinks that they are kissed by wearing a kiss costume. Yeah. I don't mean just a person who wears a costume to be fun. I, okay. I guess I mean it right. in, in terms of a I haven't seen those people. I'm like trying to think of someone who's like, you know, rock, rock around in a kiss costume like, I am kissed. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean is that it like it becomes the cheesier version of something original. Okay, Whatever yeah. the original thing was, <clears throat> this was an authentic version of itself, and then you can buy a costume from Kmart. Yeah, okay. Then that suddenly, that costume at Kmart doesn't make you kiss, and it never will. Yeah, it's yeah. always going to be the costume from Kmart. It's always like the secondhand version, the shittier, cheesier, rip-off version of whatever that original thing was. Yeah. What I find really interesting is like, why is something original like that so powerful and the duplicate not? Yeah, I guess it's like those chief things, you know, like the Indian chief headdresses that everyone wears to a festival, right? (laughs) Kind of like that, you know? Originally, it's like that thing's so cool because he's the motherfucking boss. He's wearing his headdress and everyone respects him. Yeah. And it's like, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to do that. You know, I want to have that like peacock factor. Yeah. Chuck on the headdress, wear it to Splendor in the Grass. But it's, and it does nothing. <laughs> Don't, and it do does not nothing <laughs> Yeah, that's, no, that's It's right. not going to get you there. Yeah. But why is that? Like, what do you think the magic is that, that gets lost? Well, yeah, well, I mean, you can't be the chief without being the chief. The chief isn't the chief because he's wearing his, wearing the headpiece, right. you know, is the, the headpiece that gets associated with it, right? Yeah. Same as, uh, I guess, if you're relating back to fighting, 
you know, anyone can just put on a belt, but the belt doesn't mean anything unless you earn it. Right. Yes, absolutely, man. So. And what is it about earning that thing, do you think? Like, because there, it is, there's some kind of, absolutely. And Richie said this when I was talking to him on the podcast, like, there's a power that fighters possess that's hard to deny. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. especially a good fighter that's gone through that, or any, especially, like, as you're walking into the ring, there's something about you that you possess knowing that you're about to do something that's a lot bigger mm-hmm. than you yourself. Mm. Even though, which is odd, the thing about it, because fighting's so individual, you yeah. know what I mean? It is, it's like you're all on your own when you get in there. But there's some very major power that you possess when you walk into there. Yeah, I mean, well, I I don't know if it's the, like, I mean, some people literally just be the person. Um, for instance, Rob Ferguson. You know who Rob Ferguson is? He's been been around forever, notorious for not training. Like notorious for not doing the work, showing up and being, you know, overweight and maybe, maybe hung over, you know, like, yeah. And, uh, and he'll show up and he'll always fight and he's always ready to go, you know? So there's guys like that who are just like, I'm here to, I'm here to fight. I don't give a fuck. And then there's others that are like, I'm powerful because I did the work, you know? So I know what I've done the past six, eight, whatever, how many weeks of people people do. It depends on the person. How many weeks they've done, and then that's all come up to then. It's like, well, no, I'm, I know I'm all right because I did this and I killed yeah. myself yeah, every day and doubt. blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, Dan said to me, fit, my, my coach said fitness is fearlessness, and yes. that that's that going out. It's like, well, I'm fit. You know, I've got nothing to fear because if it comes down to it, I'll just – leave my foot on the gas the whole fight, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously there is that, you know, that that little bit of throw caution to the wind of, oh, well, fuck, I don't care what happens, you know what I mean? This is what I want to do. And if you, you know, if you're worried too much about that self-preservation sort of stuff, you're probably, probably in the wrong sport. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking about those fighters that have that, you know, that power, He's probably not people talking on their first fight or second fight. He's probably talking about the experienced guys that have been around for a while, you know. Yeah. So definitely. that that sort of gets weeded out, you know. The people who aren't like that, they don't they don't hang around forever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've got to push through some shit, man. I, and I feel it. It's almost like a snowball for me. Like the more fight camps I'm doing back to back, the more it's wearing down on you, and the more resolve you need to have to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep mm. going. And it is. I I completely agree. I think if I. If I put in that time, my six weeks of my fight camp beforehand, there isn't a doubt in your head that you can, well, you don't even listen to it. If the doubt does come up, it's like, no, I know I've done the work because I know I never let myself down. Mm. Do you ever, do you still get doubt? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah but it's, um, it's different though. It's, it's like, it's different place. It's not that I'm doubting my abilities. It's, well, I don't get doubt so much. I get nerves mm. um, because there's a bigger pressure on me now to oh, perform. True. You know what I mean? Like I'm expected to win. Yeah. Fine. You know, um, early days is like, I just want to win because, you know, because I want to be a bad motherfucker basically. <laughs> and then now it's like, shit, I can't let everybody else down as well. You know, because yeah, there's a, like a, also with a, you know, I have a gym that I'm running and all that. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, paying to learn off me because I'm a guru, you know, like I hate using that word, but basically I'm, you know, I've put myself in a position to be kind of like an expert. Mm -hmm. Um, So, 
you know, practice what you preach, man. Where you go, you know. Yeah. So there's like there's that pressure, that that extra pressure where I got to basically perform because, you know, this is what I'm teaching people, so I got to prove that it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Does that creep into your head that like, oh, if I lose this fight, then people are going to think that I'm not worth teaching on shit? Yeah, I mean, it does creep in there. Like, if I rationalise it, I know that, you know, it's irrational thinking. Yeah, but it's also. It just depends. Like you can't. I guess you can't worry about everybody's opinion because there's always going to be fucking stupid people that yeah. go. You know, like if Floyd Mayweather lost against Conor McGregor after winning 49, 49 fights in a row and then lost one fight to Conor McGregor, if, if you know, we fucking was never going to happen. But say <laughs> say it happened, yeah, then people would have jumped straight off his bandwagon. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, people are fucking ruthless it, about fighters. It's insane. I know. I know, right? You look at, like, the you know the top-performing footy team and, like, you know, whatever, pick your code, and they'll always have a couple losses throughout the year. You know, yeah, yeah. if they have, like, a 90% win ratio or, a, you know, even even if they're winning 80%, that's, like, a really good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone who's, got, anyone who's better than 50% a year is, like, you know, one of the best teams. And... You know, a fighter win, loses once and then they're just fucking... <laughs> yeah, nah. pathetic. Yeah, you're shit. Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> know, oh, it's so stupid. I, I know, it's a bit sad. It's like, man, what the fuck are you? Know? Like, I've proved myself that many times before. I lose once and now I'm, now I'm nobody, you know? Yeah. So, that, you know, that's something that fighters always have to deal with as well. But, um, I don't know. I, I guess at the end of the day, as long as, you know... And it's such like a sort of cliche dad thing to say, but like try your hardest and yeah. you're not going to be unhappy with yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, the way I always kind of think about that, um, and I, I've had to do it through necessity because I give up on myself so easily, I always have in my life, is was that if I do my best, 100% know that I've done my best in it, there is no room for shame or mm. embarrassment or anything that I know that I, at that moment, when the doubt came in or when any thought that came, just give up. And I don't give up. I don't listen to that thing and I do it. doesn't matter what the outcome is because I at least know that I showed up and I gave it 110%. No, that's, that's right, yeah. And so then, because you can't, because fuck anybody around you. Mm. They don't know what's going on in the inside of your head. Only you know if you're cheating yourself, if you're lying, if you're being 100%. inauthentic. You're the only one that knows. That's right. And when I'm on my own team, I feel like... I couldn't give a fuck what's happening anywhere else. Mm. And there's this thing, there's the sensation, that's kind of what I was talking about right before we started recording, like there's the sensation of truth, I think, that really like is the underlying core of all of us. And you know when you're talking to somebody else, I talk about this constantly in the podcast, but if you're talking to somebody else and they seem like they're, you know, fronting a little bit or trying to be cooler than they are, or whatever, yeah. there's an immediate sensation that you're like, ugh, you just, ugh. it doesn't feel good, you don't want to be around them. Yeah, some disingenuity that sort of bleeds through yeah yeah and i feel like when you are insecure in any area especially when you're getting in the ring that mm. thing is going to explode on you if you've yeah. got any kind of insecurity and doubt about what you've done because you weren't honest or you didn't do your best you're going to get fucked up mm. because that's there's no more honest place than that than the ring well no that's right you, you can see it there's nowhere to hide you know that's <laughs> yeah it's not it's not like the People read, they might be able to read it on you, but whether you fake it or not, you're going to get found out, you know. Yeah, I mean, especially you know, unless you just happen to be one of those guys who knocks people out the first round every time and didn't never does the work, but just always fucking finishes them instantly, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that guy, what's that movie? Um, oh, Warrior, like <laughs> that movie. Did you ever see that? MMA oh, is that movie? the one with uh, Hardy or whatever? Yeah, his name and he is? just walks in the ring, and just like, oh god, the worst script in that movie, just the worst. I can't movie believe how high, high rating that guy, like, oh, is god. like, is right up there. And 
IMDb, I'm pretty sure. He's like, well, yeah, that's the guy. That's a real guy. That's a real character. But you knock people out pretty much straight away, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but I do the work as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the difference is, is I'm not trying to knock people out. You know yeah. what I mean? I, it just it, it just happens. It's yeah. not like I go out there and go, I need to finish him straight away. It's yeah, just true. I go out there and it, it just seems to happen, you know. Do you find like because you finish so many fights like that that you that you have a pressure to knock people out? No. no, that's good, man. That's an awesome way to be. No. no, I never, I never think about it. Like I never go in with the intention of knocking someone out. Yeah, like it just yeah, it's just the way the fight happens, you know, and whatever. The opportunities just come up, and you got to take them, you know. Um, but no, I'd, I've I've never like thought of myself as a knockout artist. Mm. You know, mm. I never felt like I was. But you know, I guess when you fit and sharp and all that you know and then you can relax and can sort of pick those shots and pick the timing a little bit better you don't you don't need to look for the knockout yeah yeah you know, yeah it's yeah, always the way when you're trying to knock someone out um did you watch the uh eruption eight man benny benny marnie versus nathan robson did you watch that one was that, was that last year yeah, yeah yeah we were at that one yeah now do you remember when benny and nathan have fought three times total. The first time Nathan won, that was for WBC Australia and Battle by the Bay. Second time Benny won, that was on an eruption? No. I can't remember. Anyway, second time Benny won. And then the third time was in the in the eight man. And Benny had rocked Nathan like he caught him with something. He was fighting real loose and real sharp, had his timing right. Knocked knock Nathan, didn't knock him out, but rocked him, dropped him. So Nathan got back up. But after that, because Benny was just trying to go for the kill so oh, hard, no. yeah. oh, no. it was like the timing was gone. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yes. he's trying to hit that shot. He didn't have that crispness that he had that, that caught him in the first place. Yes. He did it a couple, I'm pretty sure he did a couple of times. I might have done two or three times during the oh. fight where oh, he'd right. just catch him being sharp and then he'd get back up after the eight count. He goes, all right, I've got to jump on him. Yeah. And then fucking just loading all of his shots oh, and then he just he just lose the timing you know yeah. he still would have put most people away but he just missed that tiny little bit of yeah. that snap that he had that caught him originally you know that's funny it's just kind of like just falling off track a little bit of that focus like like that thing we were talking about getting into the zone like as soon as you're thinking about an outcome you immediately slide off track yeah exactly it's like you're trying, trying to force anything and forcing any outcome will always get you off track of that outcome it mm. never fucking works there's never a circumstance in life where like forcing your way through some shit is actually going to help you get there mm. yeah I mean yeah I mean sometimes I guess you'd argue you know like but I guess if you're forcing it the wrong way, you know, um, like if he if he did thought about, you know, to go back to Benny as an example, if he did thought about not just the finish him, but forcing himself to be like the best fighter and uh, yeah. you know yeah. be one hundred percent like uncompromising about his technique and the way he fights, then he probably would have. You know, who knows? Nathan's fucking really tough guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, he probably he probably would have had a higher chance of doing it rather yeah. than just going. It's like those guys. I always say there's a couple of guys in my gym that are just meatheads. They they love to fight. They and they get that. They get they get their power from being a like a a tough cunt basically. <laughs> just being like, I'm you know I don't I don't care. I'm just gonna wear the shots. I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get punched. I don't care about it because I'm a motherfucking man. You know like. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Whatever you throw at me, I'm going to take it, you know. But 
always say to them like that's you know at the end of the day you're not you don't win because you give away you give away points I mean you might win still but you're so much less likely to because if you stand there and wear the shots you're going to one you've got more of a chance you're going to get knocked out yeah. and two you're just giving away free points and you're giving the, the other guy credit that he doesn't deserve yeah, yeah, you know yeah. should be I'm I'm so much better than you that I'm not going to let you touch me. Yes. You know, like I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be, like I was saying, so un- uncompromising in what I think is a good fighter. Because you think of a good fighter, you think of like yeah, the best fighters. Whole. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the guys that are just It's not a guy like, who can take a punch. It's a guy that has the whole game. No, that's right. You know, you admire those guys that can take mm-hmm. a punch and, you know, that have resilience. But you also, when you think of, you know, the best fighters in the world, those guys don't get brought up. It's always the guys like the Mayweathers who go through the whole career and like never break a nose. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, those are the guys that everyone is aspiring to be like most of the time. Yeah. There is that sort of self-destructive rock, you know, uh, raging bull kind of fighter, and that like uh, those guys, I I, lo- I love watching those guys fight. Yeah, yeah. But not because that's the way that I want to fight. Like that, mm. I want to have that resilience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I want to have that persistence that in the you know, no matter what, never give up, never, you know, even if you're fucked, you just keep, you keep getting up, but take that and then apply it to whatever your, whatever your style might be. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, um, no matter what the other guy's doing, I'm not going to get sucked into standing there and just trading big shots, you know, because that, that's, that's silly. That's more likely to get, to lose me the fight. Now the day I don't go out there to prove it on a man, you know, I know that I'm a man, you know, so I don't need to go out there and prove that I'm a man. I just need to go out and fucking win this fight, you know, because yeah. that's what's going to get me to my title or get me the win at the end of the day, you know. What do you What do you attach? Like, what is your goal when you think about getting into the ring? Like, what are you looking to achieve inside yourself? Um, You know, at the end of the day, it's always just like, I, most of the time I try not to think about it because the more yeah. you think about it, the less meaning you realise everything yeah, has. Man. You know, know exactly. Yeah, so, and I, ha- I had... I had a partner who said that used to always be like, what do you think, ask me, what do you think the meaning of life is? I'm like, I don't want to have this conversation because it's a depressing fucking thread to pull, you know? Like, the more to me, the more you think about what's the meaning of life, why are we doing what we're doing, you realize, well, there's no reason, you know? So I don't think about it because the more I think about it, the, re- the more you realize that it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know? oh, okay, I'll, I'll win a title, what now? You yes, know. I know. Um, I get stuck in that loop all the time. It's a scary thought. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just don't think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go, well, at the end of the day, if I don't do it, I'm going to hate myself for it. Yeah. So I'll just do it just to mitigate the, the damage, the <laughs> just upset. Just running away from your own self-hatred. Yeah, that's constantly. exactly right. I'm just avoiding <laughs> me hating myself for, in 10 years. So. <laughs> but yeah. Well, the, I mean, there's definitely something to that. There is not a meaningless to life if you're kind of achieving your own personal best consistently. Yeah. And like, and I agree with you, man. I think like to s- sit still and just kind of like wallow in the confusion of it all mm. is not getting you anywhere and it's not contributing overall. No. I, I think that we all seek this kind of connection to ourselves or connect to something better than us like it's almost like we connect we want to feel what potentiality feels like all the time Mm. but if you're constantly in the world of potentiality like in this constant world of unknown possibility it's overwhelming it's too confusing Mm. because then everything gets meaningless because if everything's anything then nothing's anything yeah that's right nothing exists so you do have to kind of like focus in 
and just deal with what you can control. Yeah. Exactly the same way that you were talking about in the fight. Like if um, you use Benny and Nathan as examples. So if Benny had focused entirely on himself, as you were saying, just mm. being that perfect fighter as himself, mm. he would have knocked him out, possibly knocked him out immediately because of that thing. He's completely connected to what he's physically doing rather than yeah. looking at the external world and all this other shit. Like, I'm chasing that head. I've got to chase that yeah, head. Yeah, technique going out the window. Mm. Yeah, And don't get me wrong, it wasn't like he wasn't technical. Benny... Benny doesn't know any other way than to be yeah, technical. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it's a good but fighter. you know, when you're up at that top level, you mm. know, like the best in Australia at your weight division, it makes a difference. Oh know? yeah, that tiny little element of focus. I know Iggy talks about that a lot, and I can feel it. I always like to talk about it. Like it seems like zooming in and zooming out. Mm. Like if I'm in a fight or even in sparring, and I kind of am just like watching the whole body happen, and I'm not really, <clears> I can't <throat> really focus in then I am getting hit a lot more than I am and I just feel a bit sloppy and a bit, bit discombobulated. But as soon as I get that sensation, like where I call it zooming in, all of a sudden I'll just focus in and I can just see a head in front of me. Mm. And then from there, I'm in complete control. Mm. It's almost like, um, it's hard to describe because I'm, I feel like I'm bigger than the scene that I'm looking at, mm. but I'm zoomed in. I, I'm completely focused. So it's like... Um, Instead of looking at this whole cloud of limbs and a bunch of chaos, I'm standing back on the outside of it watching it. Mm. And then I feel like I'm in so much more control. Yeah, okay. And I've only felt that maybe twice in a fight, and that were two fights that I've had that I performed really well Mm. for my ability level. Like, they were the only two fights where it was like I clearly understood my task. Mm. And the connection between myself and my trainer, I'd hear him say something, and it was already happening. Mm. Like, the immediately. And that, and because it was like the absence of me. It was, Mm. I wasn't present there to be involved in it. Because I think that's the same thing. We tend to overthink. It's, um, there's a phrase in it in jiu-jitsu called paralysis through analysis. Mm. As soon as you start thinking about something, yeah. you just freeze up because your conscious mind stops your natural body from doing something. Yeah, for sure. I guess at the end of the day, like, jiu-jitsu, you know, jiu-jitsu is a good way you know, to learn how to relax because obviously you're not dealing with getting hit. Like it's still yeah. it's still a fight, but you're not having to get you're not having to get punched, you know. So it's a good way to really having to be like in the fight and not just fuck, it's all happening, I just have to go, I just have to react, you know yes. what I mean? So you can, like, have a plan and execute because it's not like, okay, what's going to happen I'll do this? It's, the consequences aren't dire. Yeah. It's just I, I lose, I get choked out, whatever. I'm going to tap, he's not going to break my bones if I'm not an idiot, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, with with fighting, boxing and MMA and kickboxing and stuff, Consequences are, you know, you get knocked you're the fuck out, out, and yeah. there's no, there's nothing more embarrassing. You know, <laughs> there really is nothing more embarrassing, especially you know. Oh god, and pitiful too. Like pitiful is a good word for it. when someone gets knocked out. Every the whole crowd just like yeah, mm. pitiful. Yeah, it is. You just feel like so not, much. and not so much like the way we usually use it either. Like oh, it's fucking pitiful. It's no, like, it's like I it's pitiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's full of pity, and it was yeah. awful to watch. Yeah. It's it's like watching a statue crumble. You know, like yeah, I am. Um, because one of my favorite fighters I'm watching Leone I was so excited to see Leone come up and fight Chelsea Hackett on that last eruption yeah. last year I was so excited to see that be a good fight and then watching her just within that first minute just all of a sudden out of nowhere just get taken down and she was it was just you know lights out completely mm. asleep and just all of it the whole room was just quiet it was just like 
Yeah. No one saw that coming. It's just yeah. this complete shock. I mean, poor Leone obviously didn't even see it coming. You know, it's yeah. just like so hard to watch because you see these people, like you've seen them fight forever and just know that they're a good fighter and they're mm. capable and strong. Yeah. And like, that was like watching Chuck Liddell back in the day. I used oh. to love watching Chuck Liddell, you know. Um, and, and everyone did. Everyone, he was a man and then he got knocked out by... I think it was, he got knocked out a few times by the end. I think the first one might have been Rampage, but the the big one was that Rashad Evans where he was, oh. like, put to sleep. And you see him when he wakes up and he's, like, terrified, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, shit, God. man, this guy is, like, the Mr. Man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's, yeah. like, the manliest man ever <laughs> rocking around with his fucking handlebar moustache and mohawk and yeah. then put to sleep and wakes up just like what the fuck is going on? Looks like a fucking scared child, you know? It's like, fuck, that's, yeah, that's what can happen. Yeah, strips your ego. Yeah, and that's that's a big thing is it fucking, like, in it make, it'd make him question who he is, you know? Like, Yeah, and I think that's another dangerous thing too, like uh, getting built up so much by having yes men around you. You know, like mm. you always have to have that level of grounding because the furthest away you get from your core self that you started with, say... You become like Ronda Rousey's a good example of this. Mm, like she, yeah. she went down this path and she barely got touched ever. So she never really had to figure out how to be a good boxer, a good yeah. kickboxer. Like she just fucking annihilated people over yeah. and over and over. And then everyone around her is propping her up. And then her inner circle is getting fuller and fuller mm. and fuller of people that believe that she's unstoppable and she's mm. the best thing ever. Mm. And then one person who's got good kickboxing skills mm. just kicks her fucking head off. And well, then all of a sudden, the thing with that is, is she. That was so good for her in the beginning. Yes. Because she was, without that, you know, she wouldn't have been as devastating as she was. And she believed it. And that's yes. why she was so right. fucking, and she was good, you know, for the yeah. first however many fights until she lost. But she was a beast, you know. Yeah. And it was, and it was, everyone was fucking scared of her because she just had this air of invincibility, mm-hmm. you know. And then once she loses, the air of, air of invincibility is gone. Yeah. It's the same with, um, I remember, who was it? I think it was I think it was Glovkin, Triple G. He he didn't lose this fight, but he got hit quite a lot during this fight. And that was not long before the uh, Canelo fight happened, which was I don't know if you follow the boxing. Yeah, I yeah. watched that fight. It was the first boxing fight I ever fu- watched. Really? I <laughs> love, well, actually, I mean, I watched yeah. Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, but that yeah, wasn't yeah. a boxing yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, fair it. enough. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, and it's the same with um um. Lomachenko now, oh you know, God, yeah. see, he just got dropped for like the first time in that last fight. Now, and he he said it himself. He goes, "Oh well," because they were going, "Shit, you got dropped," you know. And he yeah. was just this this guy that no one could ever like, no one could touch. He was just so good. He was like a fucking god, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now that he's been dropped, he's like, "Oh, it's all right. It's going to be easy for me to get fights now." Because that sort of air of invincibility is gone. He's probably right. People are like, "Oh fuck," he, he yeah, bleeds, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's a yeah. Human. And this uh, that was what I was saying about with Glovkin was. You know, he did wear a decent amount of punishment against this other guy. Ended up beating him, knocking him out like he always fucking does. But I swear that probably helped. Like, what the fuck do I know? But I swear that probably helped the fight with um, uh, Alvarez. Canelo happened. Yeah. Just was like, oh, shit, he is beatable. You know, there are yeah, chinks yeah, in yeah, his armor, yeah. you know. And with Rousey, you know, like... That air of invincibility took her so far in her and herself because she's like, I am, I am the fucking best. I yeah. am the best. And then to a fault where she thought she was so good she didn't have to she didn't have to do martial arts anymore. She yeah. could just go out there and just be a 
beastly woman, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, and then, yeah, it, you know, it only takes you so far. You can't impose yourself forever because one day there's going to be someone with enough skill that it doesn't work anymore. Yep. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's like because people are fighting their imagination of people. I mean, we're always, and when we encounter other people, we're encountering encountering our imagination of them. You know, like if you ever like, like you think about like a movie star or something, you're always like, oh, it'd be so cool to meet him or some one of your heroes mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people always say that, like never meet your idols or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Because they're a human being. At the end of the day, that's that's actually what you're meeting. That's what you're experiencing. And a lot of people go way wrong when they try and like you know fall in love with someone. You first, when you fall in love with someone, you fall in love with your idea of them and what they can be for you in the future and all this shit. And then all of a sudden, like you get through that six month period, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, you're a human being, and I have to deal with all the insides and outs of being a human being. But that thing, like, so my idea is that if you get too far off of that track of what you originally did, this is the original reason that Rhonda got into the ring for in the first place, you know, to prove this thing about herself, to be the best she could be, to really, you know, be undefeated, whatever all this, her goals were, it suddenly became about Ronda Rousey, the caricature, Mm. rather than Ronda Rousey, the human. Mm. And then because of that, once that caricature got cut down, as you say, all of a sudden it's nothing left. You know what I mean? It was all smoke screens. It's like the fucking Wizard of Oz. Mm. As soon as you see that they're just a person underneath it. Now, the difference, and I don't know, I mean, I don't follow enough Lobachenko to really know, but I fucking love him. I think he's an incredible boxer. But mm. I watched him on an interview recently talking about getting dropped, and he was like, he's like, yeah, it woke me up. I realized that I actually had to try a little bit harder because mm-hmm. he was getting a little bit too loose. He was just, he didn't care as much. He was like, I fucking had to wake up. And his dad looked at him yeah, and was humbled like, him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so like, you really absolutely need that shit to pull you back a little bit to remind you of who you are. Definitely. And I think a lot of times people, where people mostly go wrong, we talk about this a lot with music. Um, we were just talking in that last podcast about your, the curse of the second album. Mm. And this tends to happen too. You get, you do great. You all come together. You've got this one goal and you're like, fuck yeah, we really want to make this great sound, mm. make that first album. And then all of a sudden you, um, everybody around you thinks that you're the best. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone's telling you you're the best thing ever. And then you fucking stop trying or you, yeah. f- you forget what you were in it for in the first yeah. place. Or it doesn't come naturally anymore or whatever, you know. And you become this fucking costume of yourself. Mm. Do you ever get worried about that? Because, I mean, you've had so much success, and you're about to fight for a world title soon, aren't you? Yeah, uh, October 27th on uh, Destiny is the world title. So, right, and it's WBC or WMC? Uh, no, WBC, WBC, WBC yeah. yeah. So um, do, I, do I ever get worried that I'm buying into my bullshit, basically? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know. So I guess, you, you know, like... The thing is, I still have people that I look up to, you know, that will tell me straight, you know. Yes, thank I, God for I, that. I do still have mates that will fucking put shit on me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so important to yeah, have them. Yeah, like, I, you know, my uh, business partner, he owns the fight center with me, Jarvi. You know, he'll fight. <laughs> he can be really hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes, I, like, if I'm being in pain, he'll go, fuck off your fucking annoying and it's like so genuine he's so genuine about telling me that i'm annoying it's like oh man whereas most people won't tell me that you know what i mean um and dan my coach will will tell me you know you know just tell me what i need what i what i want to hear he'll yeah you know he'll he'll bring me bring me back down um yeah and i i think that's important um but there is only a few people that I'll take that off, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most other people, I, I won't. And that probably comes down to an ego thing as well. It's like, the 
fuck do you think you are talking <laughs> to me that way, you know? Well, I mean, and you go through a lot to get to where you've got to. You've done a lot of shit. And, and I think that's a tough thing, too, because I think when you get into that kind of higher levels of, of pushing through that to get to where you've got to, there aren't a lot of people that have done what you've done to get there. No. So, yeah, you're in a kind of a weird you know, range of people that you can listen to and people that you probably shouldn't. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, I, I guess at the end of the day, it's like, you can't just listen to everyone because everyone's, you know, everyone's a fucking part-time expert, you know. Yeah, um, so, you and you know, you can't take it all on, so you do have to be picky about who you're, who you're taking advice off and who's, whose opinion matters to you because, you know, like I said, everyone fucking has one. Um and some people just don't know what the fuck they're talking about as well. You know, oh, you should have done this, you should have done that. Like, shut, shut up, oh, you know. Gosh. Oh, he was, I was talking to Jake, um, Jake Lund. He just fought Charlie Barb and lost. And he said, I spoke to him on the phone afterwards and was, you know, I, I said, gave my opinion on how it all went. And he goes, oh, man, there were so many people saying, oh, you just didn't look like you, you know. Like, oh, you didn't look like the Jake we know. You know, and uh, and he goes, man, I was just so sick of fucking hearing it. I'm like, yeah, but what the fuck do they matter? You know, yeah, like, yeah, who the yeah. fuck are they? They just paid for a ticket and sat there and now they have an opinion. Like, they didn't, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they didn't know what the ins and outs were of the preparation and what happened, and, you know, so. And always in situations like that, like in grieving a loss of any kind, you're always trying to look for an excuse. You know mm. what I mean? You're always trying to look for a reason of what happened so that you can plan for it and improve the next time. And a lot of time, there's just no fucking, there's nothing you can do about it. Just get back in there, work mm. hard again, and just hope for the best next time. You know yeah. what I mean? And keep well, you touched on an interesting work. point before we, um, where you were, we were talking about uh, the basically trying your best. You know what I mean? As long as you try, and you don't, you never know. You can think something, you know, like, and basically it's, it's, it's how you feel about yourself at night that I don't remember exactly what you said, but basically it's how you feel with yourself when you go to bed and you know what kind of person you are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I tell the kids, tell the kids all the time, like, you know, I probably shouldn't be telling other people's kids, like, if someone's picking on you, fucking deal with it. You know, like, <laughs> don't go to the teacher, just fucking deal with it. Like, because these kids are coming in doing our kids' class going, I obviously don't say fucking because they're like six years old. <laughs> but, you know, if they're getting picked on at school or whatever, I go, man, you'll just end up for yourself. Like, don't worry about the teacher. Don't worry. It's okay. Like, the only thing that matters is when you go to bed, you know that, you know, you're happy with yourself. And it's the same yeah. same when you're older, you know. Like, you, you might break a law. We realize that it doesn't matter, you know, what some laws are, are there for, like, maybe reasons to protect the overall, whereas... If you break it, as long as you're a good person at the end of the day when yeah. you go to bed, that's what that's what you're going to care about. It's the same as when you walk out of the ring, you know when you didn't give your all. Yes, like, yes, exactly. When you, fin- when you finish the fight and you lost, and you lost because you didn't try your hardest, that's when you feel fucking depressed and you start to question who you are. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's, at the end of the day, fighting... For like for a lot of time for me is like it's a test of personal character. Fuck yeah, man! You know, it's, it's like, almost probably the most that I've encountered in my life. Definitely, before. apart from like war. Yeah, you know, apart yeah, from man. going to war, that's a real test because that's yeah. that's death. You know, yeah. Good, like high chance of death. But you know, this is a, this is probably as close as we can come, really. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if at the end of the day, like I had a fight in, I fought Steve Behar in Adelaide for the second time. I did. I had two years off or something, came back, went down for uh, eight-man Adelaide and got Steve Behan in the first one. The first time I fought him, he, I know he's tough. I must have knocked him down 
like eight times the first time we fought and he just kept getting up and kept getting up. That's disheartening. Yeah, no, he, no, he just kept, yeah, it was like, he was <laughs> tough. What do I have to do to yeah, get rid of you? That, that was it. It was like, you know, he's so, you know, he's very determined. And next time we fought, he obviously has gone to work in the gym. He was just so strong, you know, like yeah. so strong. And, um, and I, I couldn't deal with it, you know. I I hit him with again. He's so tough. I I need him in the first round. I need him with like pulled his head down and just fucking need as hard as I could in his face. And his nose, I could see it. He came up and his nose was like sideways on his face. Oh my you God. see the after picture. He's just got two black eyes <laughs> and a sideways nose. You know, but um, yeah, but he literally just went blew his nose and then you know kept coming back and he knocked me down maybe the second round and then I knew from there like I didn't. I didn't give 100% in the rest of that fight. But it was a perfect thing because up until that point, I was just beating everybody. Yeah, like, yeah. And I'd, I'd, I had no idea what what hard work was because I was whether it was natural ability, like athletic ability, or it was like natural aggression that was always getting me over the line because mm-hmm. I don't find it very hard to want to hurt someone in the ring, you know what I mean, where some people it's really hard to bring it out of them. You know, whereas yeah. I don't, that that's that's easy for me. You know, um, so a whether that's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, whether like, and it's not a personal thing. It's just fucking yeah, do it. You know, um, but with uh, with that one, you know, I, I was I was outgunned completely. He'd done more work than me, and I'd sort of basically shut off a little bit. I kept yeah. getting up. You know, we done twice. I think I kept getting up, but more out of like. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna finish. I'm just gonna finish. But finishing isn't good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Finishing isn't isn't why I went there. I didn't go yeah. down and, I went down there to try my hardest, you know. If I got knocked out, I was trying my hardest and I got like clean knocked out, that'd be different. But I got knocked down, got back up and then basically gave was running on sixty to seventy percent for the rest of the fight. Just enough to get by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh he's not gonna he's not gonna stop me. But that's not good enough, you know, and I knew yeah. it and that like that may, really made me question myself after that as to where, you know, what's, what am I doing? Why, do, why am I doing this whole thing? You yeah. know, like I'm supposed to be some fucking legend. That was my first ever loss after however many fights. And um, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to be awesome. I'm supposed to be beating all these guys. And all of a sudden I just got like fucking embarrassed basically. Yeah, you know? I mean. other, people, other people were like, oh, I mean, it wasn't that bad of a fight, but to me it's embarrassing because it wasn't well, 100%. because you know, yeah. yeah. And Absolutely, you know inside. Exactly, know. like you always know. Yeah. The next fight I went and fought in New Zealand and I lost, but there was like, there was nothing left in me when, you know, I, I like pretty much had to get carried out of the ring. My leg was fucked and I was like out the back almost going into shock because my leg was Bye. like so fucked I couldn't walk for weeks after that fight oh my god um, yeah. but you know I didn't care like it was like oh I gave you know I gave 110% it was so important for me to have that fight yeah. especially after the one before even though it was two losses in a row it was like okay uh, this this is what I need to have because now I know where I know where my boundary is yeah. you know and it, I, well I didn't even find it because if I, I would have kept going I was still chasing the other guy even though I was behind on points my leg was fucked. You know, I was still running around after the other guy and lost like unanimously. So I was like, okay, I know, I know where I'm at. You know, I know. And you know that you're capable of pushing to that ultimate level that's as right. far as you can. Yeah, and you, fuck, you, like you said before, you never know. And yeah, it's through experience. That's mm-hmm. the only way you find out where that is, is yeah. from actually doing it. You can tell yourself, 
I'd fucking do this, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll never give up. I'm the fucking man. I'm ready to die, you know. Yeah. But until you get to that point, until you've experienced that and you've and you've lived true to your word, you never know mm. like what you're actually capable of. Yeah, man. And and as you say, what's really interesting about that is that like I mean, you literally were pretty much at the limit, but you still like there was still more to go potentially. I yeah, mean, you'll well, I mean, never actually know how the, far you. Could no, go. that's right, and that's yeah, a good that's thing as bad, well. Man. You know, like yeah. the you know, it was hard enough. Like most people would have given up, but I kept going. Most most top level fighters would have given up, and so. potentially even yourself. Six weeks earlier. Would That's right. If I hadn't experienced that, that yeah. and the absolute fucking disappointment that comes along with it, yeah. you know, if you don't experience that, then you what don't know. What did you do to make that change? Did you like bring other mentality into your fight camp or did no. you just consciously be aware? I don't want to feel like that again. Yeah, I think, I think so. You know, I think that was all it was. Just like a lot of self reflection after a loss and not just a loss, but just the not, not giving all that I thought that I'm capable of, you yeah. know? And it's like, well, I have to prove that I can do it now because yeah. I've never had to really do that. Fought, I'd had a hard fights and fought hard guys, but I've always been winning, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Um, really for the most part because I'd, I'd always won, you know. But to be losing and to be losing the entire fight and then still be, you know, now all I need to do from there to to – you know, transfer that into like going away, saying what we were saying before, you can be the toughest motherfucker, but it doesn't matter, it's not going to win your fights. Mm-hmm. Is take that mentality and aggression and um, uh, what do you call it, integrity and apply it to the fight style. So, fight style being no one's going to touch me, no one's going to hit me, I'm going to move yeah. like like a world champion and not. Uh, like a like a tough motherfucker you know what I mean yeah yeah so shit yeah and uh, that's what the whole thing is I mean like you're creating a self as we all are as you start like going through your life you're creating you collect memories that are working for you you get rid of shit that doesn't work for you you keep adding it on but what's interesting about that is that like your growth comes mostly from self-reflection not Mm. necessarily just experience because you can have experience after experience but not learn shit from them and keep you know attacking the same way like imagine that imagine the type of person like if you had gone into that fight and lost because you gave it 60 percent and then the second one the first fight that and you kind of gave it 60 percent, but you didn't listen to that voice that Mm. told you you could have done better instead you're like fuck that guy like fucking my camp wasn't good enough my fucking trainers Mm. weren't loud enough whatever it is Mm. like you get any amount of excuses why that didn't work you wouldn't have learned that lesson and possibly you would have had another fight exactly the same yeah i mean it's cool like and and i don't know if it's just the fight game or if it's the type of person you are and that's probably what gets you to the level you're at now is that you are constantly constantly working on that self-reflection mm. so every time anything happens it's like now how do i make this better for myself well you wonder like there are guys who fight over and over and they lose and they keep showing up and they everyone knows they're you know tough and whatever but you know you it makes you question why they're fighting yeah. you know because i fight to win <laughs> you know whereas other people are happy that they just got in there and had to go you know what i mean yeah i don't those people well like i guess for them it's just you know i guess look fighting's fighting's hard like most people don't fight and to constantly you know not then i'm not going to be defeated even though i lost i'm not going to be defeated and keep showing up and keep showing up so i mean if you if you just took that mentality and put it to not just i'm not going to be defeated but i'm 
I'm not going to be actually <laughs> defeated, you know. Like, like, maybe I should try and win one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, like, it's obviously, it takes yeah, some no, resilience. Yeah, how you know? tough are you to get in there and just get smashed constantly? Yeah, every time, you know. It's like you're a tough <laughs> motherfucker, but, you, you know, fighting, for me, fighting's not just, and I guess it doesn't matter whether, what it's for me, it's what, what it is for them. Who fucking want to say what fighting is to anybody else? Yeah. But. You know, for for them, but like I, I think you just get so much more satisfaction out of fucking winning, yeah, and not yeah. going out there copping an ass beating and be like, yeah, but I didn't give up. Yeah, you know? but I still went for it. Yeah, like yeah. we all know what you can do. We all know you're tough. You don't need to prove it anymore. You know you're tough because you've done the last fucking thirty fights. Yeah. Now go and win. You know, yeah. yeah, you can, but you're just not you're not applying the right attitude. You're not training properly. Well, do you think that in the same way that like uh. Oh, poor old Ronda Rousey. I feel bad using her as a yeah. She's got constantly. Hard, she's right, just yeah. constantly getting Sorry, shit. Yeah. But um, no, she's not going to hear this. No. Oh no, she totally yeah. millions of followers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah. So you get this character, and the same way that she believed in her own invincibility, mm. it kept her on that la- on that path. And mm. a lot of people were thought she was invincible. In the same way, some of these other people probably believe in their own failure. You know, that they are perpetually yeah, destined to lose. So you they, might be right. they're just kinda like, no, I'll fuck it. Yeah. I like I like the experience of fighting. I mean, because there's a massive adrenaline it's rush. Like it's like that owning it kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm taking your power away. I know I'm, I'm going to lose. I don't care. I'm tough. I'm still getting in there. Yeah. It's, there's yeah. a great um, hardcore band, one of my favorite bands of all time, called Every Time I Die. And one of the songs that they talk about, one of the lyrics, he says, um, I can't remember what he says at the beginning, and then he says, or am I killing myself before they get me? Yeah, and it's that exact thing. It's like, uh, and comedians do this really well. It's like so self-deprecating that you yeah. can't even make fun of me because I'm yeah. I'm such a piece of shit that like I can't get any worse. Definitely, so then nothing you can say is going to hurt me anyway. Yeah, like Eminem and fucking Eight Mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn the tables on that. Yeah. Like I don't have any yeah, go. Yeah, tell these people something they don't know about me. Or yes, yeah, exactly for sure. And the magic in that, and the beauty in that, which I really appreciate, is this. And, and it goes back again to that being honest with yourself, that self-reflection. It's not that and what Eminem did in that song is the idea that, like, I know everything there is to know about me and I've come to terms with all of it. Mm. Nothing you can say or do is going to hurt me, so I don't mm. give a fuck. And Russell Brand kind of did that in real life. Mm. Do you ever follow much of what he does? Or gets uh, up to? to be honest, I've heard him on a couple of podcasts, but I don't like he honestly he's too he's too quick for me I'm not smart enough to keep up with him he's, yeah, he's, he's like he's too sharp I'm like I can't I can't follow you know yeah. he's fucking intense but yeah he's kind of done a similar thing like that they're like you can't really cut him down for anything because he's already addressed all of the fucked up shit he's ever done in his life and That's he's already it. come to terms with it. So, yeah. like, if you've got nothing to hide, yeah. then no one can really call you out on anything. No, that's right. And I think, like, the, and uh, so it's that thing, like, being the closest version to your honest or the closest you can be to the honest version of yourself, the less da- damage you can take. Like, they say, well, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Yeah, like, that's if you it, completely... I... If you are wearing that glass house, it doesn't matter. You yeah, know, it completely for sure. doesn't matter. And Definitely. I think it also keeps you out of those biases too. Like, so if I have an awareness of my actual truth, so say I'm one of these people that constantly gets beat all the time, but mm-hmm. my truth is that I just want to get in there and enjoy the fight. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't buy into my own story that I was going to lose all the time, I think the chances of winning would be much greater. Yeah, for sure. Because you do, you, you've got to have some fucking resilience to go in and get beat constantly. I hate Definitely. fucking losing. Do you know yeah, the, the voice? <laughs> the voice in my head that all the time when I'm in a fight, anytime 
one of the voices starts being like, oh, you're a bit tired. You're going to lose. Yeah. My other voice in my head's like, fuck that. I'm not losing. Mm. And every time, no matter what, I will do exactly. My problem is I do exactly what it takes to win. I do exactly what do you mean you don't go above and beyond? No, I don't think so. You just get the job done. I think that I, I, and I think like what you were saying before is that some people don't have that will to hurt somebody else. That's always been my battle. I get in there and I will do What, you feel bad for them or something? It's not even that complex. Like, because my brain doesn't think of any, in any complexity at all when I'm Mm. fighting. Like, it's so Mm. animalistic. Like, I am just so, it's so simple. It's just that when I see the opportunity or I see something happening, I'll mm. pull back at the last second. And I don't know what the fuck it is. It's mm. like an automatic. And I really. Well, you mean like you feel like you've got them sort of half peeled over and you see that where that uppercut had landed and just really finish it and you just don't end up not throwing it or. Not that much awareness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this. No, not even at all. How many, no. how many fights you had now? 11. 11, wow. Yeah. I so said that's a good, good number. You're fucking getting up there. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I've only lost one of them so wow, far. Wow, good so stuff. It was good because I've got that thing in my head where I'm like, don't lose, bitch. You know, like yeah. whatever you do. But that's my problem is that I go exactly enough to not lose. Yeah. And then I'm always like a bit surprised at the end. I look around and be like, what did I win that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's never, I've never been an impressive fighter, I don't think. None of my fights are like, ooh, yeah, she's really. And, right. and except for, with the exception of those two fights, that I said before where I felt like I completely zoned in and I was yeah. focused but are they like your two most recent ones uh no my last two recent ones were at nationals and one was the worst fight I've ever had probably mm. yet and the second one was a mismatch the girl shouldn't have been in the ring with me and I oh, okay. just yeah I did what I had to do my nose was broken from the day before and I, my toe was dislocated oh, from the fight the day before yeah because I had a really tough fight the day before mm. and then the next day I went in and because I couldn't get hit in the head I knew if I got hit in the face it was going to drop me so mm. I just basically grabbed onto her head and kneed the shit out of her until mm. she gave up Oh, I did what I had to do to win the fight, you know. Yeah. But um, no, yeah. So it was three fights before that was when I fought Demi McNamara on the um, tag team show. It was just I don't know what happened. I just like focused every time she walked towards me. So you two fought. Were you wait? Is that tag team? Oh no, no, not in the tag. No, oh no, we I didn't fight with Melina. Wasn't that um. That was when she fought with... You fought with Demi. You fought with Demi against uh, Pro Fight or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Staunch. Staunch. Staunch, yeah. And then, so I... No, this was the next tag team after that. Okay. Me and Demi fought each other just right. in a normal fight. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just a... It's just an amazing thing. I see her stepping forward and my hand's on her face before she can move. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just... But um, what I was getting at was that I always had this weird thing. Like, when I feel like my hand makes contact with someone's head, I mm. don't like the feeling. I hate their skull in my hand. Yeah. I hate the feeling of it. So I always win fights by knees because I can't feel <laughs> it. I, I know it's probably hurting them worse. Cause, so it's not rational. This That's is so the rational weird. fear. Well, is that, it, but it's not like, oh, that probably hurt. I shouldn't do that. It's more just like you don't like that yeah. feeling. I just don't like it. So it's like my body just naturally oh, kind of recoils from it. I have it no hurt? fucking idea. No. No, I feel no pain. I feel nothing. It's just I walk in there. And and that's the crazy thing is that I'll grab onto someone and hold them and knee the fuck out of their body. Have you ever knocked someone out with a punch? Or, you know, knocked, you, knock, you stopped the knee of your opponents? No, what you have through yeah, knees? Yeah, two, two of them and both through knees. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I can go there because I can't feel it on my knees. But even though it's probably causing them more damage, that's Maybe. the stupidest thing. I've I don't heard. know. What would you rather have? Fuck hands or fuck knees? Probably fuck knees, right? 
Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Well, and because it doesn't hurt my knees to go yeah. into them. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, like, so them more damage. Yeah. Yes, that's what, that's what I mean. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm causing them more damage probably yeah, to yeah. their body. It probably hurts a lot more by me jamming my knees right into the middle of their probably, sternum. Probably, yeah. And, but still, for some reason in my head, I'm like, I'm being good to you. Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. I know. Yeah. Oh, maybe you need to do Taekwondo or something where there's no punches. Oh, I know. I have. I really enjoyed jiu-jitsu. That was one of my favorite yeah, things. Cool. But I stopped training jiu-jitsu because I was fighting. Because I ended up, I always yeah, um, sprained my toes. I know. I know. I'm the same. I've been doing jiu-jitsu for like nine nine years. But maybe yeah, maybe a little bit less. Maybe eight or nine years. But just can never get any consistency because you just get fucking injured. I know. BJJ is better for your head, worse for your body. You know? <laughs> yeah, it right. really is. Yeah. Like neck and shoulders. My neck and shoulders are always just fucked. Yeah. And toes beyond anything. But what I wanted to ask you though is that you said before that you had two years off before oh, yeah. that fight. So you had been winning all of your fights and yeah. then you had two years off. What caused uh, that? I went, I went traveling basically. Yeah, well, I was, you just, yeah, no, what was I mean, like, I'm 20, I was 21, I think, or 20 or 21. And, um, and I was like, I need to do this at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not, I don't feel like I'm getting old, so I can take a, take a little while. If I was planning on taking six months, but ended up taking like 14 months and then came back and took a while before I got back in the ring, you know, mainly because I just punished my liver so hard. It took, it was, <laughs> took such a long time to get, to get back, you know, uh, where'd you go? Um, all over. Yeah. I was like, went up through Southeast Asia, Middle East, Europe, North America, South America, back to North America, you know, so this is like, yeah, it was a long roundabout way doing it. I didn't really have a plan. It was just, oh, where do I go next? You know, by yourself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it was good fun. Did you have any ayahuasca in South America? I didn't, no. No, didn't. No, it wasn't really a thing back then, you know? Yeah. Well, it probably was, but it wasn't commercialized like it is now, mm. you know? Yeah, that would have been interesting, but... Uh, no. I, I had it on my balcony recently. And I had it in the middle of fight camp, too. It was so <laughs> fucked up. I should oh, never man. have done that. Yeah. <laughs> it was this is a bad time for self-reflection. <laughs> it was the worst time. Especially being a person that, like, I question whether I should be fighting in general as my nature. And then yeah. all of a sudden I'm sitting in there face-to-face with every demon inside me. Like, yeah. This is not a good idea. Yeah, fuck that. I oh, think man. I think I gave myself like adrenal fatigue because Maybe. of how intense that experience was. And I was two weeks out from a fight, so oh, then, man, then I was cut, cutting weight. I don't know, man. Oh, I'd an slap amateur. my guys if they did that. Oh like, uh, no. I you know I'd tell them like just don't smoke weed for a couple of weeks. You know, like yeah, I even can't that, smoke weed. Yeah, even that. No, nah, not for me. You know, not not in the in the, at least the two weeks out from a fight. And I even in the last three fight camps because I think I was starting to question why I was fighting so mm. much. I stopped smoking weed full stop because yeah. it, it's too self reflective for me. Yeah, hundred percent. That's like that's like you're saying like comedians. You know, comedians all smoke weed. So much self reflection goes on. Yeah. I don't know if that's a fucking good thing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know sometimes. Well, this I this is my thought on the old self reflection thing. Is like with in martial arts, you kind of have you have sort of this team of people that are forcing you to have a look at yourself mm. and giving you the tools to improve. Mm. Whereas a lot of people that tend to do this, especially with drugs or psychedelics on their own, have no fucking guidance, no idea, and they're being faced with shit that they probably sh- like in their conscious waking mind aren't 
prepared to deal with because mm. that's the only reason they appear when you're unconscious. Yeah. And so then you're there sitting there face to face with shit that you don't know how to deal with with no guidance, no help, and then mm. you just feel fucking mental. Mm. And give up on it. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't smoke weed because it makes me paranoid and shit. And it's like, that's true. Mm. But it's not necessarily the weed that makes you paranoid. It's the sensation that you're experiencing of being hyper aware of yourself that mm. makes you paranoid. Yeah, but even that's not good, you know, I don't think. Like, no, man, not yeah. at all. Especially not with without help, without yeah. somebody to help kind of like talk guide you through, you through it. it. Yeah, yeah maybe. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, that's me too. Like, oh, fuck, I'll get paranoid as shit on weed. And then, like, the things I'll be talking about, uh, talking to myself about if I was high, I'll think about later and go, why was I worried about that? Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, why was, why was I even thinking about that? It seemed like such a big deal, you know? Mm. So I just, I just stay away from it for that reason, you know? Like, Do you get that when you're drinking? No. No. It's a funny thing. I'm the opposite. I, when I'm high, I feel like I'm with a friend. Mm. <laughs> you, the other version of me yeah, inside yeah. myself, but when with I'm God, yeah. when I'm with God, definitely, I'm communing with Jesus. That's right. Um, but when I'm drunk, all of the negative self-talk, all of the doubt, all of the "you're a piece of shit" appears. Well, it floods me. It's yeah. so crazy. And most of the people I know are kind of exactly the opposite. Mm. Interesting. I know. No, no, I'm, I'm not like that on the drink, but. Which is lucky, I guess. Or maybe it's unlucky. That's the only thing I, I, I think about is like, it's a good thing that I don't enjoy smoking, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a really good thing because now, now I just don't want to do it, you yeah. know? Like, it'd be good if I if I hated alcohol too because then that'd be another thing that, you know, it'd be like, all right, fight camp's over, let's go party, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I know, do you, you don't struggle with it too bad though, like when it's time to get into fight switch camp. on no yeah. not at all no because the consequences are too great you know yeah man it's that like, fucks you up yeah it like I'll, I'll go above and beyond in terms of you know most people sort of stay out I tell the guys minimum four weeks no drinking you know um, but I'll do eight I might do ten yeah you know um, and I'll be training before the eight so I'll be like full full training all the time all the way up I'll just make sure I cut out all the bullshit all the, all the junk food and all that out at, at the eight weeks, you know, yeah. um, and it's never like, oh shit, I can't drink anymore. It's like, fuck, I, I can't drink because, I, the, yeah, it's not, it's not. I'm missing it. It's like, no, fuck, I can't do that, you know. Yeah. So. Well, the stakes are too high, and especially yeah, now right. at this point, yeah, you got to be a hundred percent the best version of you possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, every fight's every fight's just just as important, isn't it? You know, I don't think I've ever had a fight where I've gone. Ah, this is just a fun, you know. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a little bit different like that. You know, I've only had 24 or 5 fights, um, you know, whereas other people, the guys I'm fighting have had like 50 fights, 70 fights, yeah, you true. know. So I, I don't fight that frequently. I sort of make them count, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm not just showing up for another fight. Here's another fight. Oh, why don't you fight this guy? It doesn't interest me. Yeah. You know, I, I get offered all the time. I'm not going to say who, but I get offered to fight this person. I'm like, nah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, well, why don't you have? Well, I'll have you and this guy on. You know, just just earn a bit of money on that one. I'm like, nah. It's not yeah. worth nah. it. Nah, money comes and goes. You know, yes. like at the end of the day, it's not like it's not like I'm happy to fight for free because you know money comes and goes and whatever. Um, at the end of the day, I don't want to feel like I'm getting ripped off. Uh, you, you know, those. Is, for instance, I'll happily fight for free as an amateur, but that's because that's what you do as an amateur boxer. You know, you'll fight, you'll go and fight for free. But when it's like fighting as a professional Muay Thai fighter, I won't, 
I'd, you know, you sort of have a standard you try and set. You don't want to go backwards and that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, cause like well, and the I'm, amount of damage and stress on your body for going through some shit like that, it's not worth it. Yeah. No, that's, that's right. Well, it is. It is worth it because at the end of the day, as long as I'm, you know, getting further towards the ultimate goal, that's what, that's what the, the prize is. You know, the prize is the title, the world title or the Australian title, whatever it might be. Or getting a step closer to that title. That's yeah. that's why you you know that's why you go for the fight, not because you're going to get a little bit of money at the end of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just not enough to make it worth your while. And at the end of the day, you know that I'll get that money, and that money is going to be gone in however long. Um, no matter how much it is, it's always going to go. But yeah. that title that you won will all like always be there, even though it's not. You can't go and sell it. You also can't go and buy it. Yeah, nobody can. Yeah, so... What is your... What's the ultimate goal for you, like, at the end of all this, do you think? Um, I don't know, eh? Just keep yeah. going. Yeah, I don't... Like, I don't think about it too much because, Good. you know, I think... I think I think if you build it up to be, like, you know, this... Once I get this, I'm, that's going to be... I'm going to be fulfilled, you know. Uh, yeah, I think you're just setting yourself up for disappointment, yep. you know. And sort of realise that the more, the more times I win, it's not like... Yes, I finally have the Australian title. It's like, ah, oh, it's done. Thank fuck. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's another one looming over the yeah, horizon. Yeah, that's it. There's always something bigger. There's always someone more challenging. That's right. You know, and and no matter what you do, it'll never be enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll never get that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. You know, like uh, I remember hearing. I think it was Rashad Evans. I think uh, was it Brennan Shaw or someone was talking about it. Or he he went out back backstage after Rashad just won his world title and he was crying because he was like oh, I don't feel any different you know yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember the story exactly but I think it was something like that yeah I thought that's pretty interesting I'm like mm, yeah I wonder if that's what I'll feel but I, at the end of the day I'm not uh, you know I'm not thinking that me winning a world title is going to solve every problem you know that I'll ever face uh, face in my life you know oh, it's all worthwhile now that I won the world title it's just basically it's just like well at least I didn't do it all for nothing, you know. I've yeah, given ten, 10 years to something, and at the end of the day, I do have something to something that no one else has. Um, yeah, you know, like it yeah. sort of makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, right. Don't solve any problems. Yeah. <laughs> Would you consider yourself relatively happy overall that you're on the right track doing what you want to be doing? Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, that's something I don't think about too much either. It's like, am I happy? Oh, I know. Yeah. You fucking overthink yourself into a pit. Oh, I should, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. no, I, I don't. I stay away from that question a little bit too, you know. Not because I'm afraid of what will come. It's just that I think the more you think about it, the like, the more you realize you're missing what you're missing or whatever. Unless you're, like, one of those people who, like, constantly practices gratitude or something like that. I think that's a bit different. Mm. But, like, am I happy, you know? Well, what does happiness know? even mean? That's, like, that's, that's such it. A, it. It is such a wavering term. It's something that constantly fluctuates and ins and outs. And you kind of, like, that's uh, always a question I struggle with. Like, I wake up in the morning of, and it's just like, well, I just have to do the things I said I was going to do yeah. and keep going. And hopefully that overall I'm steering my boat in a direction that I feel comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. I'm putting in, I guess, my best every day. Yeah. And it is. There's always those weird little challenges, like little nervous things that you come up against. It's like all the time you face a bit of resistance, like, nah, I'm going to run away. No, hold on. Is that, why, is that why you're yeah. fighting? Like, 
I always, yeah, for up to my 10th fight, uh, ninth, ninth fight, the reason I fought was to not give up on myself, mm. to prove that I was going to see something through all the way to the end to be the best version of me possible mm. and, and go in there and just do it and not give up on myself. Because my historically, like all the artwork I've ever made, I mean, the reason why it's all sitting in here and not out there in the world mm -hmm. is because I give up on myself. I don't trust that I've got the skill or ability or whatever. Mm. But I know now. That's sorry, sorry to cut you off. That's always something that I never understood about artwork is like it's supposed to be a like or paintings I should say it's supposed to be like this is my interpretation of it and it doesn't matter what other people think mm -hmm. then why is it such a everyone look at my artwork thing you know what I mean well because I'm I not judging I'm like yeah yeah I think that there is in any kind of self-expression there's yeah. an element of self-indulgence to it yeah and I think for me at least, I want to feel like whatever I'm doing is connecting to somebody in a meaningful way. And mm -hmm. if I don't feel like that's working, I start to question why I did the thing. Yeah. So then I'm I wonder if it's just me, you know, like having just indulging myself. Mm -hmm. You know, that I'm just doing this shit because I want people to look at me or I want attention or something gross like that. And so that it's always it's always the second guess. It's like, is this worth being put out? Nah, nah, it's just me being self-indulgent. Yeah, yeah. So that's always kind of the question. And this probably does come down to, in the same way that we have doubt, you have the potential to have doubt when you walk into the ring because you know you didn't put in your best work. I'm the same with artwork. Like, I've never studied it. I've never trained in it, anything. It's just mm. always been something I did to express myself when I felt like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I have a doubt that I'm not connecting in a greater way, in mm. a more meaningful way out to the world. So I think I'm embarrassed to put it out there because I mm. don't think that there is any value in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's like, yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to put it out in case people tell you that there's no value. And it's like, yeah, and then yeah. imagine that getting a feedback loop. And that's the stupidest yeah. thing about it because the feedback loop would actually help me. It's the same thing as like getting Lomachenko getting knocked down. I need that feedback loop to help me get better. Cause so, if it, yeah, because you, you, you think that people saying, what is that, that's garbage, is going to make you try harder to right. create better art. Yeah, be more connected to the thing I'm trying to do and say. And I think that's a lot of... I have a bunch of different weird outlets of shit that I produce, things that I make, because mm -hmm. I'm all the time trying to find what is my authentic voice? What is the yeah. thing that's actually going to be contributing in a meaningful way? Yeah. I think but that's a funny thing. Like, but everyone thinks that, that what's my thing, you know? Mm. Like, what's what's my thing? You know, the thing isn't a, a thing isn't a thing because you connect with it. It's because you're fucking obsessed with it, you know? <laughs> Like, it's not like, I'm, fuck, I love fighting. I love Muay Thai, you know? Like, it's just a, it's more of an obsession of like, no, I need to do this. I need to I just need this. to keep doing it. Yes, yeah, I need to exactly. Do this. I and then it always this. pulls you back. Like, you're always going, having to go back to it, yeah. go back to it. That's right. No, I still got unfinished business there. I need to keep doing that. I need to yeah. keep doing that. It's not like, oh, I love this. This is fucking, where would I rather be? This is the best thing ever. It's like, my jab's not perfect. I cry. I need yes. a harder leg kick. I need a harder kick. I need to get that cross perfect. I need to knock someone out with this cross, not just hurt them, you know. Like, it's, it's that constant refinement because it's an obsession, not, oh, I love this so much. It feels so good. Yeah. Because that's the thing, like, that's where people have fully gotten off track, in my opinion, is everybody's like, just do what makes you happy. Yeah. Just yeah. do what makes you happy. And it's like, no, man, fighting doesn't feel good. No, nah, do what you need shit. to do, man, you know. Yeah, like, you do what you yeah. have to do to achieve that thing. Yeah. And that's why I call it connection because it is like, you really have to find your authentic you, the best version of you, the best thing you can possibly do to get to whatever that thing is. And mm -hmm. and I find, 
like anytime I'm off of that, if I'm trying too hard, if I'm trying to be impressive, I'm looking for the knockout, that's when shit falls apart because mm. you lost that connection. Yeah, well, that might be, I guess, the same like with the art, isn't it? Like if you're trying to make the perfect picture. Yeah, I'm trying to make it commercialized. I want people to look at yeah. it and tell me it's good. I want people to lift me up on a chair and fucking take me through yeah. a crowd of people adoring fans. Like, it's like, fuck that. That's a, that's a bit hard thing, especially like with this, what you're doing with like a podcast. is like, what do people want to listen to? Oh, you know yeah. what do people want to hear it's like shit and it's so easy to fall into that trap it's got to be like who do who do people want to listen to me talk yeah. to you know and the yeah, more how you many do likes that, can i get any more likes need more listeners yeah, share it you know? that's right you know so the more you more you fall into that trap the you know i guess i guess you it's a, you like i said before you own the fact that it's like i'm doing this purely as a way for me to you know, Navigate have have world. interesting conversations because how often do anyone sit sit and talk like this? If there's yeah. not okay, we're going to do a co- podcast and record it and blah blah blah. You know, yeah, people that you never sit down and talk to, you get the opportunity to sit down in a room with no distractions and talk shit for exactly. Ages. I fucking love. Imagine it. Melina said, "Hey, Banky, come down. My friend wants to talk to you." I'm like, <laughs> like, eh, bitch, I got shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, she's really interesting. That's where you're like, nah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's What's right. in it for me? That's it. That's it. I get to I get my voice recorded, get posted on Facebook. That's that's enough for me. Oh, funny, it's funny when you really break it down how sad it is, right? It's you know? so stupid. But yeah. I'm the same. I mean, I talk to Melina about this shit all the time. Like, yeah. Like, cause I'll put a podcast out, and then like, you know, and I'm th- I'm like fucking stoked that this person is sitting in my room with me. Like, especially like the last two people I've had in here are just incredible musicians, and it's just like, oh my god, everybody, everybody's got to see this, and then that you post it up, and like the next day there's like three likes yeah and it just my soul crushes it just yeah. feels like i've literally walked on stage naked and everyone just took one look and was like i'm out you yeah know I, mean? I'm I know gone. i know you, you mean feel so and then i just have to remember like all the time I'm like that's not what i'm doing this yeah. for and fuck if if i had three thousand paid likes and not one of them actually listened to the podcast i yeah. couldn't give a fuck but if those three people sat down and listened to that yeah. podcast and cared enough that they pushed the like button fucking sweet it's almost that's me doing my it's job. almost better that you don't get the likes yeah. because you know then that's not going to be a drive for you and then you'll be able to keep doing what you're doing and not just like end up how can i make this more enjoyable to listen yeah. more enjoy more enjoyable for people to listen to you know and as long as you're serving the purpose of this is my you know this is what i want to do um I, had, I, I saw another i did a podcast with another guy um it wasn't even a podcast. It was just a comedy Oh, thing. Melina showed me this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Betty the Bleed, that one. Yes. Yeah. He's so funny. So funny, yeah. Um, you know, and he was, he, like, I think he makes an awesome, awesome thing. Like, he has real podcasts, but that one was just, like, a comedy outlet for him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I don't know. He he doesn't do them very often. He was pretty committed, like, I want to do this more. I love this so much. I fucking love it. But he's everything's so like there's so much production that's gone into it uh, yeah. that it's like and i wonder whether that's so that other people are going to enjoy it and keep watching or whether it's like i want to make this perfect yeah. because it's almost like fuck how do i make it good enough for people to like i can't put out a subpar product and that's sort of holding him back you know yeah, yeah, yeah. when you get yeah you get caught up in the substance you forget i'm yeah. sorry you get caught caught up in the surface you get lost with the substance the substance disappears Mm. it's the same thing mass production i mean exactly like we very first started talking about like you can become something authentic or you can be the costume that people buy Mm. and in my opinion 
anytime you've fallen down the track where you become a costume, you've got to pull your shit back and be back to your authentic self. Yeah, how to do how to do on your own. It is. Yeah. And it's good that you've got a good team of people around you to help you keep you straight. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, I hope and so. And you sound like I you've don't... got a fucking head on you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> keep you. Keep you together. We'll be here. We'll, I don't know. Yeah, we'll be here. That's we'll right. just put this podcast back to you anytime. Uh, you know what? I don't even. I don't even. I think it's just kind of like you see other people that take themselves so seriously. Oh, isn't it? And the you're worst? like, I know. oh fuck, I don't want to be that guy. I know, yeah. but you catch yourself at it sometimes. Like I've listened yeah. to stuff that I've done and been like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shut up, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the sort of thing, yeah, man. That's the sort of thing that happened if I smoke weed. I just think, <laughs> no, no more. Oh, good, you should smoke more weed. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Don't do it. Fuck, I'd be a recluse. Yeah, I know, just stay in a corner. That's it. Uh, man, well, this is awesome talking to you. We've been talking for over an hour, so I'll let you get back to your. No worries, yeah. I've, I've, damn, yeah, I gotta go. So. Good chatting to you. Yeah, look at the clock once. So. <laughs> That's, That's great. Good. Yeah. And best of luck. When can where can people find you if they need to find you? Um, I will be fighting on Destiny, which is the twenty seventh of October for the WBC World Title good against. Shit. Um, oh Jesus! How did I forget his name? I've had a mind blank. Melina, do you know? Do you remember his name? From England. Edwards. Oh, yes. Edwards. Yeah, Dan Edwards. Dan Edwards. I had a Dan mind Edwards. blank. Okay, yeah, cool. I, don't, I don't know how I forgot that. Uh, yeah, Dan Edwards from England, so... Destiny, where is that? Uh, Mansfield's Haven. Oh, good shit. Okay. Yeah. Cool, yeah. man. So right near, right near my where I live, it's going to be cool. good. All Logan's going to be there. Yeah, Don't we'll let be that there scare you off. <laughs> we will be there. Yeah. Good shit, man. And you're on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't have like a fucking fan page or anything like that. You just fight and Yeah, whatever. Out. You know, good shit, man. Like, it's the same thing, you know, like... But I need a fan page. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Cool. cool. Good All right. Thank you so much. That was good. Right.